0: That was studied in mantle cell lymphoma based largely on the success of prior ibrutinib tyrosine kinase inhibitors, specifically ibrutinib and acalabrutinib, which had both been approved, I think, in 2013 and 2017. BTK inhibitors, we know, are active in mantle cell lymphoma. They have a reasonably high response rate. About two-thirds of patients will respond. And the average progression-free survival tends to be in the range of one year, 18 months, in in most studies. So there's clearly activity, but there's also room for improvement. And most companies trying to develop Bruton's tyrosine kinase inhibitors have taken the approach that they need to design an inhibitor that will be more specific to Bruton's tyrosine kinase, which essentially means that they will inhibit fewer off-target enzymes, other tech family kinases or other tyrosine kinases, including EGFR. Doing so should continue to maintain high rates of efficacy, but will hopefully also reduce the adverse event profile, which is not considerable when, when we compare it to standard chemotherapy regimen, But certainly people who have been taking bruton or whatever for several months or years, some of them will stop taking those medications. So improving that safety profile is of value while maintaining the efficacy profile.
1: Xenobrutinib, or the
0: company developing Xenobrutinib, also wanted to prove that their drug had high rate of inhibiting the BTK enzyme in lymph nodes themselves as opposed to the usual assays, which are done just in peripheral blood. And so they additionally differentiated themselves there by doing preclinical studies and clinical studies showing that in one of their phase one trials that indeed they had optimized dosing to ensure that BTK was inhibited in lymphoma cells in lymph nodes in a durable way. So was a promising drug to test in mental cell lymphoma based both on the pharmacology and the activity of prior BTK inhibitors. Mental cell lymphoma is a large enough population that phase two clinical trials can be done in a reasonable time frame as well. It's a population for which BTK inhibitors have been approved on the basis of phase two clinical trials. In other words, phase three clinical trials have not been necessary for accelerated approval. So programmatically from company's perspective, it was also a good opportunity. So two large clinical trials were done, one international trial, one largely done in China. And indeed, they both confirmed the activity of vanubrutinib in patients with mental cell lymphoma. Both trials enrolled close to 100 patients. One trial had a slightly higher overall response rate than we would typically see in mental cell lymphoma, closer to the 80s with a complete response rate closer to 60 percent. That was primarily a trial that was done in China. In another clinical trial that was international, led by Constantine Tam from Australia, the complete response rate was a little bit lower. When you put all of these data together, you see overall incomplete response rates that are certainly promising, potentially a little bit better than we've seen with ibrutinib or acalabrutinib, but I'm not prepared to say that any one of those drugs is better than any of the others. And cross-comparison across clinical trials is always a little bit dangerous.
1: But it is clear that
0: VTJ is a valid target in mantle cell lymphoma, and this drug does that. In terms of that safety profile, Patients in both clinical trials had generally tolerated the medication pretty well. The adverse event profile was consistent with what we've seen with other uh, Bruton's tyrosine kinase inhibitors. Specifically, there's some neutropenia, some thrombocytopenia, both of those are relatively mild. There are some patients who develop infections that can be a the result of uh, certainly the BTK inhibition potentially, but also mental cell lymphoma and prior therapy for mental cell lymphoma I'm sure play a role there. In almost all BTK inhibitor trials, we see some diarrhea, some rash, some bruising, and again, those were present in the xander trial.
1: So far, we don't
0: see major bleeding or atrial fibrillation in a significant way. That may be because there's less of those with this drug. It may also be because too few patients have been treated and follow-up has not been sufficiently long enough so that patients have been exposed to it for a long enough period of time to develop those adverse events in a clinically meaningful way. Same thing goes for discontinuation for adverse events in that I think we tend to see more of those in patients who are on the drug for long periods of time like in CLL and Waldenstrom's macroglobulinemia. So, maybe a little bit early to comment on that from this clinical trial. In summary, I think it's great that we have another BTK inhibitor for patients with mantle cell lymphoma. All of these drugs have some differences in pharmacology. All of these drugs are clearly active. All of these drugs are pretty well tolerated. And the more options we have available for people with mantle cell lymphoma, the better.